What's going on? This is Talisa Elliott, the host of The Culture Edition, back with another episode. This episode is a little different. My best friend is my guest, and I will continue to bring more best friends in, in between other guests. Uh, But we're going to call this the Best Friend Edition, because my best friend is here. He's awesome. He's great. His name is Jamal Bryan. I hope you, you know, love him just as much as I love him. He's goofy. He's he's just great all around um just look at us being ourselves which is the best thing that we could be which is one thing I love about all of my friends just revel in the community that we have and how he grows me and how he builds me up um how he teaches me I learn from all of my friends and I know that there's someone out there that you can learn from that you learn from that you laugh with um even if it's your family members or your cousin you have someone that you love and someone that loves on you. Um, It's not just a one-way road. So please enjoy this episode and just sit back. Hi, this is the Culture Edition with Talisa Elliott, back with another episode, and we can call this the Best Friend Edition. Um, I have my best friend here, Jamal Bryant, someone I love, someone I admire, and someone I respect. Just go ahead and say hello, Jamal. Uh, Hello, JB in the building. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Um, so just to jumpstart this off, how are you in 2020 in general? 2020 in general. Right now, I'm really good. Fantastic, really, honestly. And mm-hmm. it's really surprised because how much is happening in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's like 2020 has really, like, even though it's been pretty bad for, like, just overall, but for me individually, it's been a very, it's been very beneficial, like, growth and and like growing in myself type Mm because I've gotten to learn myself way more and what actually makes me happy yeah and I've gotten to learn my goals way better as well so 2020 has actually been pretty good for me I'm not gonna lie and I I always say this because I think when everyone talks about 2020 or just like quarantine or isolation or whatever it may be I think honestly any answer is valid because for some people it's been a blessing and then for some people some people will consider it a curse or like really bad or in some instances they would think it's hell. So I also wanted to bring up that in 2020, we have been like isolated. We've been with our phones. We've been with devices. We've been like trapped inside. And like you said, it's helped you grow. But you're like only one of my best friends that doesn't use social media like that. You're literally like inactive which I think is pretty cool and it's interesting considering we have been at home and we have the TV and we have like connection. So how is that for you? Like, why do you do that? Why aren't you social or in like active on your social media? Uh, I felt like social media, the way it made me feel, it was like, sometimes it would be good and other times it would like affect my mood just totally just change it. Like I'll be in a good mood. I'll see something and it'll just totally just change. And it was like, their realization is what made me kind of want to get away from it, honestly. So once I decided to get away from it, I've had more time to just be to myself, learn more about myself and strive better my goals. Because I'm really, because when you off social media, you ain't got time to think about nobody but yourself at that point. You know what I'm saying? Social mm-hmm. media lets you see everybody else's life, how, how they're living and how much fun they're having, but it lets you get away from yours. So mm. when you take it away, you know what I'm saying? You just focusing on yours at that point and making the most out of yours. Yeah. yeah. That, that, no, that's a really good answer. And, and uh, it's really true. I know for myself, I'm kind of addicted to my phone, but it's not yeah. on purpose, but it's 
also kind of on purpose because it's a distraction but at the same yeah. time like I'm actually doing work on it or something or I'm talking to you or I'm talking to other people or, and right. um, it's also a way that me and my friends like we stay connected because I mean literally that's like the only way we stay connected um, is through our devices considering we're online with school we are at home we don't go out we don't really do much and so I think that's why I wanted to talk about the importance of like connection and a friendship and I try my best to see my friends of course I social distance but I try my best to see them and make sure that they see my face from time to time or even if they get a text message from me or if they get a call um, personally I'm a call person um, so because of social media how has that impacted your friendships or your connections with people in general Oh, well, you saying since I've gotten off of it? Yeah. Okay, I got you. So, essentially, I'm going to tell you what I was going to do at first. At first, I was, like, I was like, no social media, and I'm not talking to nobody for two months. And I was like, and I was really on it. I was like, I'm going to do Nobody. Yes, I wasn't going to talk to anybody. And then I started realizing, I was like, yo, like, just because you're getting in tune with yourself don't mean you can't help others. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can still communicate. And it's, it's key to communicate so you see other perspectives so you can still learn. Mm-hmm. Plus, I love my friends, too. You know what I'm saying? So instead of doing that, I kind of just narrowed the people I talk to, the ones that, like, actually benefit me and I benefit them. Yeah. Like, if they're just doing something for me or I'm just doing something for them, then it's not really a friendship. It's a one-way road. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's really, like, the people I've gotten, like, I chose to keep in my circle. We've gotten closer. And the people that I've gotten away from, you know, we just don't talk no more. But so this is really cool to me, though. I'm still living my best life. So um, I think what I said, it was weird. But I think what's really weird about it is how good you're at it, how good you yeah. are at it. Excuse me. Uh, you're really good at not being active on social media or if you need to kind of distance yourself from a relationship or a friendship that's not really good for you, I guess, in this season that you're in. And kind of been hard to kind of do, um, trying to distance yourself from like toxicity um, and trying to push away from that. So like, what would you say if you were just talking like, well, you are just talking to me, but if you were to just talk to anybody and they were going through something toxic and they didn't know how to like distance themselves from it, because once it's an addiction, like our phones are an addiction, like social media is an addiction. So how do you, how, what would you say to a person if that were the case, trying to get away from that? Okay, so basically I would say, see how you feel and then swallow the pill. That's my, that's my, that's my little saying. Say if you're doing something and it makes you feel bad at times or say it's like sometimes good but sometimes bad, then you should just swallow the pill and just exit out, just exit out. Because you don't want to, you don't want to let other things decide how you feel. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because it's your life. You're the main character in your life. So you shouldn't waste time on things that's not going to distribute in a good way to your life type. Yeah. So, that, yeah. But I've really recently had a question about that. Like someone was genuinely asking me, like, how do you not care about the opinions of others? Or how do you um, seek for yourself and try and find growth within yourself so that you don't care about the opinions of others because it's a strain on you mentally if you cared so much about what other people were thinking and you didn't even look within to see how you're kind of thinking of this situation. I think that's, (laughs) 
that's some really good stuff. Um, but I know connection has been extremely important in 2020. I, I think we've made it in, I think we've done a good job of staying intact and uh, making sure, sure that we stay connected because this is important and who knows, who knows when we'll see the next slide of day or um, anything of that nature. And also in our conversations, we've had a few arguments, um, um, a lot of arguments about the bubble, um, the NBA bubble, excuse me, I keep saying the bubble as if everyone knows it, but um, the NBA bubble, we've had a lot of uh, arguments about that. And then my last episode, we did mention your name. I was talking with Marquette Walker and um, he talked about you being a numbers guy and we talked yeah. about <laughs> he talked about you being a numbers guy and me being an, opi an opinion girl um and i you know we're all biased so you can't call me a right. biased girl um right and you're more of facts and stats tell me go ahead and just lay your your reasoning down for all your facts and all that stuff before we get into it all right, I got you. So, um, <laughs> essentially, basically, I like to go off facts and stats, like you said, because like points per game, I take that, I take that, I take points per game like the most important stat. Honestly, I feel like it's the most important stat because to win games, you have to score. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If everybody is just like passing the ball or just rebounding, then nobody's gonna score. If you put, it's about putting the ball in the basket, as my dad likes to say. So, mm -hmm. I like to go off points per game. And then what you're doing defensively is important as well. You know what I'm saying? For example, so, like, Giannis won MVP over LeBron, right? And I predicted it. I called it. I was like, Giannis you is going to win you MVP. You did call it. I'll give you that. You called it. Yes. But as you also saw, he won defensive player of the year as well. And that's why I feel like really gave him the edge over LeBron because he's a better defender than LeBron. And it's not because LeBron is a bad defender. Don't get me wrong. LeBron is mm -hmm. LeBron. But he's getting up there in age. You know what I'm saying? He's he's yeah. getting up there. Much love to my guy, though. <laughs> of course, age is one of the factors that factors into this. But um, if anyone watched the last – well, not watched. Uh, listened to the last episode, uh, Marquette Walker was talking – well, we agreed. We did agree that Giannis did not – I don't want to say he didn't deserve it, but we thought yeah. that LeBron deserved it more. And yeah. – <laughs> You did call that Giannis was going to get it, and he did. We were like, well, we thought LeBron had a better season in this and the third, and we also talked about the bubble effect. Um, we've been watching – ever since the players have gotten into the bubble, we've been kind of connecting over um, basketball and how there's, like, this really huge bubble effect of how it's kind of shifting everyone from their regular season. Like, I always bring this example up with Devin Booker and – his very high streak of winning. And um, yeah. yeah, that was, I mean, that was blown out the water. And um, also, also with the heat making it, Marquette also said he's a heat fan, but he was, you know, kind of surprised. And I was too. I was surprised that the heat had made it um, this far. I was really, you know, I wanted the Celtics to win. And same, so, um, <laughs> so let's talk about the bubble effect and you can take this from the beginning of the bubble to the end of the bubble because it's kind of affected everyone. Yeah. Okay. I feel like the bubble, it really showed, like, players, like, love for the game, per se. Because mm -hmm. there's some players that came out there and they just did their thing. Devin Booker, 
Jamal Murray, like, even John Morant, even though he got eliminated early, Dame, they did their thing, came out there. Like, it was just regular. Mm-hmm. Now, it was other players, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It was out there, and, you know, <laughs> it was a little struggling. It was just struggling a little bit. But I feel like it was the players' like dedication and getting better over those two months that they didn't play. Because I feel like I don't think it's really the fact that they just, it was like a one off. Like, this is not really them. I feel like they grew while they were by themselves at home, you know what I'm saying, working on their yeah. games. So I feel like the bubble shows really like, these players love the game. It shows like the ones who really just take this serious type. They want to be great. Mm-hmm. And then it shows like, you know, the ones that's like, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to get a check. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but yeah. That's very true. There's a really big, that was a really big shift and change. And also uh, LeBron James, I would think, had a really big bubble effect because he has a very, I mean, we, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. We, yeah. I've talked about it. We won't talk about it long because I talked about it in the last episode for a very, very long time um, right. about LeBron James and his inconsistent game and whether or not that is the bubble effect or that's just LeBron James. And so this isn't throwing shade. This is just having conversation. This is having discussion. So what do you think about that? Do you think that his game has been inconsistent? Uh, as of late, I would say no, because essentially mm. LeBron, I feel like before the playoffs, I could say that, but during the playoffs, I feel like LeBron has stayed rather consistent at being the best player on the Lakers. Um, but AD has done this thing as well, you know what I'm saying? AD has outshined LeBron a couple times, but LeBron was kind of just the steady hand. Like, even last game, LeBron didn't have the greatest game. He still gave you 25, you know what I'm saying? He still mm-hmm. gave you 25, 7, and 9. You know, he still does his thing type. So it's just like – it's like some games he's like – he's looking like Cleveland LeBron and then other games, you know, he's looking like last year L.A. LeBron. It's like it's like that, Brian. That sounds like inconsistency, but I'm a LeBron fan, as you know. It's just something that we talk about because LeBron is one of the biggest names out there. Um, but aside from us talking about basketball, you're a basketball player yourself, and I have yeah. to ask and I have to hone in and make it personal like I always do. What does basketball mean to you? Why basketball? Ask, just answer all those questions and ask those questions in your mind. Go ahead. All right. Uh, okay. I, first, why basketball? Um, I'll tell you at a very young age, I tried like a whole bunch of sports. Tried baseball, football, then tried soccer, tried tennis for some weird reason. I was bad at all sports. I was kind of <laughs> bad. And then I got the hoop and I got a basketball and then I was kind of nice. And I was like, yeah, this is my sport right here. So ever since then, I've been just, you know, I tried my hardest at it, you know. I got more serious, like, ever since I hit maybe 14, I got really serious, serious about it. But, yeah, basketball has always just been my dream. And then, you know, my inspiration, Kobe, you know, RIP to a legend, love you, mama. But, yeah, he's just, yeah, he was everything to me. He really, he really inspired me to hoop and be the greatest that I could be honestly and I just wanted to show that like even though I'm not 6'6 six, six, I'm not 6'8 and I'm not the um, most but athletic you're, but you're tall though so don't like kind of downplay yourself no I mean, I'm six no I'm six foot I'm like a cool average you know I'm a cool average height honestly I'm not in the NBA that's short essentially is what I'm saying okay. I'm not a crazy height I'm not crazy athletic but I work hard I work harder than anybody else so I just yeah. want to show folks that they can actually do it with their hard work so yeah, that's why um, basketball, honestly. Yeah, I can attest to that. Uh, your drive, I always bring this word up in like every episode, but your passion 
um, you know, your work ethic, it's incredible. I think also the fact that you're not on social media as much kind of contributes to that as well. Um, because like I said, social media can definitely be a distraction and it can harm and kind of take over the mental health. So you do a really good job at that. I still don't know how, and, um, I don't know if I'm going to master it. Um, but you (laughs) definitely, I, it's an addiction. And, um, I see what you're doing is basically what I'm saying. I see you, I see what you're doing and I definitely think you can make it with the mindset that you have. Um, and why do you think you have to have that mindset? I feel like you have to have that kind of mindset because everybody's journey different, you know, and mm-hmm. obstacles, like they can vary, honestly. And from my personal experience, my obstacles is like, if I didn't have it, I would have been quit a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. like, though I don't come from like, you know, like poverty and nothing like that on some LeBron type stuff, in the basketball, like in my basketball world, I have gone through a lot type with injuries, Mm -hmm. losing, playing bad, you know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that just killing me mentally type. And the only way that I could keep going is like having that mindset that I'm not going to stop until there's like no way for me to accomplish it. Like until there's no chance at all, I just can't stop. I'm going to keep going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. uh, Yeah. You got to have it. That's a really wonderful mindset to have. And um, I'm, I'm not six foot, nor do I play basketball, but uh, <laughs> I, I definitely get what you're saying with that mindset and something I brought up earlier in my first episode, I think, was sustaining endurance. So basically, how do we keep on, keep on pushing and how do we keep on keeping on? And um, what, is, what does faith look like in the midst of that? You know, what does that look like for us as, well, I'm not, well, I dance, so that's, that's it, that's a sport um yes it is um (laughs) it is and um uh what does that look like when we are moving throughout school when we're moving throughout life in general considering we are still in a pandemic um what does sustaining endurance look like and I think you've already kind of answered it earlier but it was more so with social media but I want you to talk about just from like a day-to-day basis if there was no isolation. You'd still be doing the same thing you would be doing now, probably working 10 times as hard, um, like you always do. Right. But how do you keep the mindset? Because I think that's where a lot of people go wrong is keeping the mindset and making sure it stays and it sticks and it doesn't go away because it can be really hard. You know, the bigger our obstacles get, the more we think we can't do it. Um, but then again, if we had all the answers, then there'd be no point in faith. So, um, what, how do you keep that going? I think it's um, two things. I think it's knowing your worth and knowing your why, the why you're doing this. I honestly mm-hmm. think because in your dark times when you don't feel like doing something or when you're torn down by somebody else, or when you just don't have little to no faith, you will look to like, why am I doing this? And if you feel like that's your why, then you would, you would continue to work for it. You know what I'm saying? because mm-hmm. your why is what's going to push you past oh I'm just putting in work or it's going to push you past your physical limit honestly because mm-hmm. your mental is really what drives your physical honestly you can't move without your brain type you know yeah so it's your why and your worth like knowing that if you get in times to where like you don't feel good enough just knowing that yo you're you you know what I'm saying it's nobody yeah. else like you nobody got genes like you all this stuff though you might be on a different spectrum 
you still you. So you're unique to yourself. So continue to know that you're priceless. Nobody can put a price on you. You know what I'm saying? Because it will never exactly. be another you. Oh, another one. I almost forgot. Uh, the people you surround yourself with, like the energy they give off. You don't want nobody in your circle that's clowning your dreams or putting you down like and make you feel like you shouldn't talk about your dreams just because you feel like they're going to tear you down. You should put, put yourself around people that support you, build you up, and looks for ways to help you out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just want the best for you type. That's how you do it. No, that's a really awesome, um, and it's a, it's a good point because you need to make sure that your community is building you up and um, it's a reflection of who you are. And that's why I have friends like you and I have other great best friends who I know are listening in um, to that have dreams, that have goals, and they're not letting anything stop them. And every single day with whatever I'm going through, they're building me up. You're building me up. I appreciate those. Appreciate those. Uh, I have a question for you, though. Um, okay. So knowing you for all these years, you know what I'm saying? You you are one of my biggest motivators to keep going because it's like if Talisa is doing this, I can do this. You know what I'm saying? Aww. So I appreciate you for that. But I got one question, though. What's the question? Hit me. Like, how, like, how do you juggle, like, so much stuff? Like, you do so much, and it's really <laughs> crazy to me. Because, like, I'll be thinking I do a lot, but I look at you and be like, well, see, she on another level, yo. So how do you, like, <laughs> just, how do you, like, sustain, maintain? You oh, know what I'm saying? Gosh. I'd just like to know. Um, I've never gotten this question before. I, people only comment, they're like, oh, my gosh, Talisa, you just do so much. Um, yeah, it's, it's really hard. I, I do a lot. I maybe think that sometimes I take on more than I can handle, but I have so many passions. Like, so I try and do something to feed them. You know, I don't want to let them down. And I think that's why I do so much. And I think, you know, I'm very busy. I'm very busy, but how I combat them, uh, I really don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like it, I usually wouldn't say I don't know, but I don't know. And I think God is literally the only answer because I juggling so much is a lot and, but it's worth it. You know, it's, it's worth it in the end. It's going to be worth it. At least right, it might not right. be, it may not feel like it right now, but I know it's going to be worth it. Like juggling this podcast and trying to do school and trying to do like the 10,000 other things that I do and trying to be on council and trying to be, trying to do this, but it's because I have a passion for speaking. I have a passion for writing. I have a passion for talking about sports and these topics and intertwining them with my daily life because it's my passion. So I think, I don't, I don't know if, you know, everyone doesn't necessarily believe in God, but I do. And faith has honestly trudged me along. That is the only way I, that's, that's literally the only answer. <laughs> that's all I have but um that's a good answer it's a good answer it's a good answer isn't it we could leave it at that but I, I really want to thank you for once again I always keep saying thank you for having me but I had you on the show um yes, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to thank you for um agreeing to do this for giving some really great words um you know you're just being yourself um you did really good you dropped a lot of wisdom and I hope, hopefully you helped someone on today because you, you said a few words that helped me, to be honest. So, um, hey, yeah. If I touch you, that's all I need. No cap. <laughs> no cap. 
appreciate oh you for God. having me though. <laughs> That's good. Do you have any last words before we conclude this episode? Uh, for everybody that's watching, you know what I'm saying? Stay on your path, man. Like, I know folks, like, look at you weird because you doing something that they not doing or they look at you weird because you're not out partying or something like that. Or whatever you do, stay on your path. Just stay where you need to be to be successful. And I promise in the end, you're going to feel it. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be happy for what you did. So just stay on your path. Don't give up. That's all I got to oh, say. Wow. Heard from Jamal Bryant himself. Um, I really thank you again. And this is the best friend edition, not the culture edition for this episode, but it's the best friend edition. And I'll have more best friends to come on and share their wisdom, to share more laughs and this and the third. So thank you, Jamal. Appreciate it. <laughs>